Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Rob Hale. Here we are today, uh, day five of 40 days in, of uh, from words to relationship on the book Why Pray by John DeRay. Yeah, there you go. Or DeVeries. I don't know how you pronounce it, to tell you the truth. It's DeVeries. DeVeries. Looks French. Anyway, uh, today's uh, prayer is being the friend in the middle. Prayer is being the friend in the middle. Let's open in prayer. Father God, Lord, we ask your blessing this morning, your countenance to shine upon this service this morning. Father God, to to use me, Lord, to fill me with your understanding, your goodness, and your mercy, uh, to be able to communicate and have done what needs to be done, even according to your will and to your kingdom, Father God. And on top of that, good morning, Lord. Thank you so much for loving us. Amen. All right. Yeah, I know. I'm waking up just like every morning. Prayer is being the friend in the middle. The words spoken with a heavy southern drawl still ring in my mind. My good friend, Dr. Wilson Benton, proclaimed, "We are to be friends in the middle of the in the middle in the middle of the night." That was his interpretation of prayer based on Luke eleven five through thirteen. Let's go look at that real quick. Luke eleven five through thirteen. And uh, give me a second, I'll be there. Reason why you get a well, for those of us who still use manual Bibles, you get a thumb index. Makes life easier. Again, five through thirteen. And Simeon answering said unto him, Master, we have told. All night, I should say, and Simon said unto him, talk about Peter, the apostle, Master, we have told all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net brake. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships. So that they began to sink. Now when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him, at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ship to land, they forsook all and followed him. Praise God. Amen. In that passage, Jesus tells us that prayer is like a friend in the middle. A person opens his home at midnight. Oh, that's a good passage, but I read the wrong one. It's supposed to have been uh, 11.5, not... 5-11. I was wondering, something don't sound right here. Uh, I will wake up eventually. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Oh, I like that passage a lot. You know, the key to that passage 
just while we're on the on the subject of of obeying the Lord, is that Jesus had actually said to put their nets into the water, not net. Yeah, and so while being obedient, he did he wasn't uh, obedient in detail. But anyway, praise God. Uh, go back here to eleven five, and I apologize. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go in, unto the night, uh, unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine in, in, in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within the, shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, Though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And him that knocketh, it shall be opened. If a son shall ask of thee bread of any of you, there is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give a fish for him a, a serpent? Or if he will ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye, ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask of him? To ask him. Right. Now it's making more sense. A friend in the middle. In that passage, Jesus tells the prayer is like a friend in the middle. A person opens his home at midnight to a hungry friend who has been on a long journey. Out of courtesy, the friend must feed his traveler, but there is no bread in his house. So he goes to the house of a wealthy friend who surely has bread, knocks hard on the door, and wakes him from his deep sleep shouting that he needs bread. The wealthy friend is irritated and tries to send the noisy neighbor away. But the man continues shouting, and finally the wealthy friend has no choice but to get up and give the bread to the man and send him on his way. This is a parable about prayer, for it tells our position in relationship to the needs of the world, our inability to meet those needs, and our link to the one who can meet them. Amen and amen. The needs, the friend in the middle, or the middleman, is compelled to act. He would not ignore his friend's need for food. Not only did he ha not, not only did he have to be hospitable, but apparently he was moved by his friend's need. He felt so deeply about it that he did not want to leave it until morning. It was something that he had to act on right away. People who pray have developed not only a relationship with the Father, but also a deep sense of the of the needs in their Father's world. They see these things with a broken and compassionate heart. Harold Linsell observed at Billy Graham's 25th anniversary of Crusade ministry that the measure of spiritual maturity is not in the heights of ecstasy Christians receive in worship, but rather in the pain of a broken heart 
over the agony of the needs of the world. Lenzel urged the audience to join the company of brokenhearted and to stand with Jesus as he wept over Jerusalem. A person who is in a living prayer relationship with God is also in a living painful relationship with the needs of the world. It is impossible to be in good standing with God without seeing around us the heartaches that God sees. A couple of weeks ago, uh, I was invited to an event. And uh, at this event, it was in a church, part of it anyway. And uh, in this church, they had someone of a different faith get up and, and speak about their religion and their holy book. And that was in a church. And I thought, to me, that was, was devastating to me. It really was. But the devastating part was not so much that. But when God just opened up the curtain a little bit, and he, I was able just to touch his heart, see his heart a little bit for all the lost people going to hell because of false religion, because of things outside of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and I, I cried for a couple of days. Because it just, it just when when you feel God's hurt and God's pain for all these people, all these people going to hell that are lost and undone without God as their son, have no idea about the purpose of their life or their relationship with God's possibility. Because they've been lied to since before birth. Their parents were lied to, their grandparents were lied to. And, and there's no real substance to them. They don't have a relationship with Father God. They have a relationship with religion. See, the difference between religion and relationship is religion is man trying to achieve his way or work his way or get his way, make his way up to heaven. You know? Like a hamster on a wheel trying to get there. Not able to go nowhere because in our of ourselves we can do nothing. That's what Jesus says. We have to abide in him, be a part of him, be a part of his agenda. If we want to get off the wheel and get on and get and let where the rubber meets the road, <laughs> so to speak. All right. Anyway, our inability to meet the needs. Why do we so often look away from the needs around us? Because we are unable to meet those needs. In Acts 3, 1 through 10, Peter and John look at a lame beggar straight in the eye they could look at his need because they knew what to do about it. They knew that in themselves they could meet, couldn't meet the man's need. But they knew that they could take it to God and that the power of Jesus' name could heal him. How often do you look away from the family quarreling down the street or the problems of your inner city because you have so little confidence in your relationship with the source of all, of all blessings? We are crippled not only by our inability to meet needs, but also our lack of faith that God will meet those needs. And much of the time, we don't bring those things to him in prayer. The joy and excitement of being a follower of Jesus is found right here. And being able to look at the needs of the world and to know that you have something significant to give towards every single need. Amen. Knowing who can 
meet the needs, the middleman gave what he had, namely, namely his relationship to the wealthy friend. He went to the wealthy friend in urgency, knowing that the need had to be met, and <laughs> confident that this person had bread and would share it. Near my home in the inner city apartment complex of 100 units, they are all filled mainly with fatherless families and illegal immigrants. Crime was so high that the police responded to 15 calls there every day. But seven senior women in a neighborhood church decided to become friends in the middle by praying for that housing complex. And they began intensive prayer. And as a result, two years later, the police reported less than 15 calls for an entire summer. Much happened, of course, to bring about this amazing answer to prayer. But it was the friends in the middle in the form of, of seven elderly women who started the flow of blessings. And they could never minister on site in such a situation, but they could pray. Reflect and discuss. What situations have you seen that are beyond your ability to solve? Well, there's several. So many. Have you ever been a friend in the middle, linking those needs with God? And if not, why? I learned about intercessory prayer as a young Christian. Um, I got saved when I was 17. But I learned mainly more about intercessory prayer when I was being recruited by a Baptist college down in Jacksonville, Florida. And I was spending time with a friend down there uh, while being recruited by them. And we went to... Uh, different prayer vigils uh, while being down there and uh, just got to see God move got to see people get saved got to see a man who was an atheist God called him to preach <laughs> saved, saved him always in his restroom looking at a hole on the floor and called him to preach and uh, he was an atheist before he's not now I'd say either he's in heaven or he's close to it by now He's a few years older than me. Prayer is a, a, a dependent relationship in which we are empowered and enfolded into God and in which we link our needs to God's infinite resources. I ministered on this Wednesday night at Lee Street that uh, the greatest prayer we can pray is not really for ourselves, it's for others. See, we're, you're his child. He knows everything that you do need. And he's God. But these people who are lost, and he's leaving, he's left it up to mankind to be this man in the middle, to be enfolded with God and be empowered by him to uh, meet the needs. I, you know, I, I was reading in Isaiah 58 the other day, and I was looking at the uh, this, the group of people in Malachi three five, and it's been a while back. It's been been recent though. Um, but anyway, and I thought to myself, well, how how do you get the people who are without, who just haven't heard the gospel, to become these people that are within, that become wards of the kingdom? Malachi three five. Those are wards of the kingdom. The, mount, the people in Isaiah 58, 
58, the, the fast is called for, to loose the bands of wickedness, to let the oppressed go free, uh, to, to relieve the heavy burden. And these people here, I believe, are without. And because it's fasting and prayer is concerned for these people and service is concerned for these people for meeting basic needs as well as spiritual needs, that God can transcend them from without and bring them within and make them a part of the kingdom of God by his great salvation. And then they become wards of the kingdom for the fatherless, the widow, the stranger, uh, and the old Levite. They can't preach anymore and has to retire, can't work anymore. Remember, Levites couldn't have any inheritance. They had to live on the goodwill of the people in their neighborhood. If you don't know much about uh, Jewish tradition and Jewish culture, it's an interesting, very interesting uh, read and study. It really is. And uh, I really can't recommend anything right off the bat to get you there. But it just accumulated in my life over years, over many different things. All right, well, anyway, uh, the last congregation I was part of, we had uh, quite a few Messianic Jewish people within the congregation that taught us quite a bit about the traditions and times of Jewish people. Father, Lord, thank you for helping us to be the man in the middle. Thank you, Lord, that you've called us to be the one in the middle. That we can go to you, Father God, with the needs of others that are around us, Father God. We can go with with fasting and prayer, supplication and tears and, and making ourselves beggarly before you. That we can see God's hand come upon the situation and you will rise up and give us all that we need to supply the need of this one, this, this stranger that's coming tonight. That we might be a, a great host of your ghost here on the earth, Father. I like that. I feel your presence, Father God. I ask you, Father, that you raise your countenance and bless all that hear this recording. Make your countenance to rest upon them and give them peace, Father God. Lead them and guide them by that peace. Surround them with that peace, your protection. You're protecting their hind cores. You're walking beside them, giving your counsel, Father God, and you're in them, filling them up with your goodness and your mercy. And you ask you, Lord, that you just bless them with these things. Touch them. And deliver them to a new day in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Goodbye and God bless. Amen.